Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. As we head into the new year, Singapore's markets may be in for a busy start because on Monday, January 3, 2022, we will be getting the advanced fourth quarter GDP figures. And of course, a lot of questions heading into the new year, ranging from inflationary pressures to Sino-US tensions and divergences. Today on Money FM 89.3, we are joined once again by Mr. Jeff Ang, who is the senior currency analyst at MUFG to help us wrap up the year of 2021 and to give us his thoughts on what he's expecting on Monday when those GDP figures are coming out. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. Welcome back to the show, sir, and an advanced Happy New Year to you. Good evening, and thanks for the invitation. Singapore markets, as we mentioned, may be off to a busy start uh, into 2022 with the release of flash fourth quarter and full year GDP figures next Monday. Now, the MTI estimates that the economy may have grown by 7% year on year. Do you think Singapore is in line to either hit or breach that forecast? Or might the uh, events of the COVID-19 Omicron variant in the last uh, month actually perhaps provide a dampening to uh, these uh, projections? Well, we think that there's a good chance that overall 2021 growth can reach 7%. There is also a chance that it could be just slightly below the the, the 7% mark. We've had the first three quarters of growth averaging around 8%. So I think the growth momentum for the fourth quarter is likely to have accelerated from overall loosened conditions in October and November, even as I think some of the headline numbers compared to the previous years come down. Of course, right now, there's uh, still some threats from COVID-19, Omicron, uh, that may weigh down a little bit of the further improvements. But I think what we are expecting is that some sectors like services and construction, I think the activity levels continue to move up as uh, some of these restrictions have been uh, uh, loosened over the past few months and uh, there's also been vaccinated travel lanes over, uh, over the past few um, months as well. I think that's helping to boost a bit of the, the, the travel industry even though recently it also hit some blocks. So overall, I think in 2022, we continue to see this uh, momentum uh, at, at least at the start of the year even though that may ease a little bit as we hit towards uh, the, the middle of the year uh, as uh, I, I think Singapore continues to, to progress uh, and, and emerge from this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the other thing we have to also uh, take note of for Singapore and this was brought up by those November CPI figures is that while it's not as stark as other places in the world, inflation in Singapore has hit their highest levels in over eight years. Now, I bring this up because we also want to talk about the MAS. They've hinted that they plan to stay on top of things. Could we expect tighter action from the Singapore Central Bank? And overall, what might this actually mean for the Sing dollar? Well, if we look at inflation in Singapore first, we see that there are three trends that's coming all all at once because uh, one, there's a lot of demand for a lot of goods and services from the reopening. Uh, Secondly, uh, there's also some supply side shortages on certain goods, on housing and on transport. And finally, there's high food and energy prices. So all these are threatening inflation for now, which is at its multi-year highs compared to uh, you know, the subdued levels we have seen since the COVID-19 pandemic. Overall, we believe that the MES has been relatively forward-looking. In October, they have already moved to appreciate their Sing dollar uh, policy stance in order to 
you know, manage some of these inflationary pressures and try to limit a bit of this uh, inflation pass through, especially from external sources. I believe that in 2022, especially if uh, this, this trend continues or even goes worse, uh, there could be uh, a strong likelihood that the MES will continue to tighten again in April. And if uh, it's even worse than expected, they could even look to tighten more than expected. Also, another thing for the currency is that I think that will continue to support uh, some of the sing dollar strength uh, compared to many of the Asian peers, even as I think we, we continue to see some dollar volatility. The other thing, though, everyone is also awaiting the February budget here in Singapore, and many have been talking about whether or not the government might try to instill some of these uh, hikes in goods and services taxes and, uh, to try and replenish the reserves that have really kept Singapore afloat during the pandemic. But because of these inflationary pressures, could this actually play a part in uh, the government's considerations about any tax hikes to try and alleviate any more additional pressures on citizens who are facing these inflationary pressures? Indeed, I believe that markets and, and including ourselves, Singaporeans, we will be watching out very closely for next year's budget, which is uh, slated on the 18th of uh, February. Um, given on the, the, the goods and services tax topic, uh, it's, it's a bit hard to say because uh, the government has already said before that they will look towards uh, increasing, raising the rate from 7 to 9% anytime between 2021 to 2025. And I think uh, one year has passed, so uh, we, we are looking forward. So we may get more clarity on whether they will implement it uh, either next year or, or they will announce it earlier and, and perhaps uh, uh, and implement it only slightly uh, later in a, in, a, in a year or a couple of years' time. And uh, there's still many ways where the government could choose to implement this uh, GST hike. And we believe that I think overall the government will continue to introduce uh, some vouchers and support for the lower income groups as well. So I think that will help to alleviate uh, inflation, especially for some of those uh, lower income groups. We're still meeting to Mr. Jeff Ung, the Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG here on Money FM 89.3. And I want to look at some of these external um, factors that might influence the economy here. Uh, Jeff, we can't ignore what's going on in China. And there's still a lot of question marks over the property sector, which is a huge part of the uh, portion of the world's second largest economy. And a lot of the developers still facing trouble trying to meet liability obligations and also uh, uh, finishing some of these contracts. Could shocks from this sector pose broader risks for economies across the region, including here in Singapore, Jeff? Overall, uh, China's development at this stage, uh, they, do, they do pose uh, some risks uh, for uh, many economies in Asia, especially in Singapore, uh, because of the close trade investment and, and uh, financial market linkages between China and the rest of Asia. If you look at you know, China's uh, overall economic trends, uh, its growth is uh, slowing, and I think we are looking for some support from the domestic drivers only sometime in 2022. Right now, growth is more supported by net exports uh, compared to the more subdued domestic demand from now. Uh, there's still a lot of isolated uh, risks, like what you mentioned, from housing and also from maybe other regulations. But I think the government right now is also trying to prevent uh, growth from slipping too low. They have also tried to uh, you know, loosen up a bit of the monetary policy in order to ensure that uh, the, the, the economy continues to get uh, funding access, especially the smaller businesses. Uh, they've been hit hard by the pandemic. So I think overall, 
Fed could continue to to support a bit of the economy with some minimal monetary poli- policy easing. Uh, but I think Asia economies continue to be slightly vulnerable to some of these uh, risks uh, going forward in 2022. Now, I'm glad you brought up this easing uh, m- monetary policy outlook out in mainland China because, Jeff, we've noticed a growing divergence or a persistent divergence between the positions of the U.S. Fed and the PBOC in terms of policy. A few years ago, the Fed was looking very generous and the PBOC was saying, hey, maybe we need to at least uh, make sure that uh, monetary policy remains prudent. This time around, they seem to have uh, switched places. Fed Chair Jerome Powell looking more hawkish. The PBOC saying, you know what, it's time to loosen things up to try and make sure the slowdown isn't as bad as we hope it will be. Um, you know, what? How important or risky is this divergence between these two major central banks for forex markets across the Asia-Pacific? Indeed. I think if we look at the major central banks, uh, especially the Fed and PBOC, uh, I think they have to have to respond to different inflationary pressures uh, in in their respective uh, geographies. In the U.S., uh, we've, we've seen inflation at the highest uh, compared to ma- many of the other major economies, and I think that's uh, prompting uh, the hawkish pivot from the Fed in December, where now they are penciling a total of uh, six rate hikes anytime between the next uh, two years. Uh, overall, I think. Uh, markets will continue to focus on the the, the Fed as anchoring the, do, the the dollar strength because any disappointment in the Fed rate hike, I think that could translate to some dollar weakness. But any uh, faster or more aggressive uh, Fed rate hikes could also translate into dollar strength as as well. Uh, meanwhile, I think we have already observed uh, some uh, you know Chinese yuan CNY strength uh, in uh, 2021, but we expect. Uh, some of these to to you know, retrace itself in in 2022. So perhaps a, a slightly weaker yuan compared to the dollar in the 2022. So overall, for the rest of Asia, I think there there could be varying FX uh, performances. I think we are a bit more uh, positive on the ringgit as well as the Sing dollar, and we see that the Thai baht could be a late bloomer uh, as it finds some strength late in 2022. Uh, whereas I think some currencies like the Indonesian rupiah, the Indian rupee, as well as the Philippine peso, I think they could still face some headwinds uh, sometime throughout 2022. And okay, and uh, just to wrap things up, Jeff, and I ask this with everybody as we near the end of the year, what are the biggest risks you're keeping tabs of as we head into the new year? Sure, I believe that we have spoken about uh, a lot of the risks over the, the, the course of the conversation. Uh, first, of course, the, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, any variants, I think that could continue to cause some regional or country setbacks in their economic recovery. Uh, second is whether global inflation may be more transitory or more persistent than what we expect. And if it's more persistent, I think we could start to see faster than expected uh, rate hikes across the region and in the major economies as well. And finally, I think a lot of the, the, the China developments, uh, the, the, the slowdown, whether they can continue to, to grow and, and, and stabilize at a fairly positive rate in 2022. I think that's uh, also one thing that we continue to watch very closely for. All right, Jeff Ong, Senior Currency Analyst for MBOFG, thank you so much for joining us today on Money FM 89.3 to help us wrap up the year of 2021 and tell us what you are looking forward to in the new year. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. We look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, have a great new year and a great transition into 2022, sir. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.